Hey, welcome to a mini bonus barrel. I am Rob with me is... Seiji. Yeah. No, nobody else. It's a mini. It's classic. It's old school, right, Seiji? Yeah. <clears throat> well, this week we're back to our roots. This is like classic BB because we're talking basically just about Nintendo. It's a mini and it's just you and I. Yeah. So, you know, for better or for worse, this is what you get. Uh, so there's two. So the Nintendo Direct, that was the big, that was the bigger thing, but the probably should address the other, well, I shouldn't say bigger thing, the more interesting thing from a game standpoint, but for more interesting and somewhat surprising news is the announcement of the retirement Yeah. of, of our friend, friend of the show, friend of me personally, uh, he officiated my wedding, uh, Reggie Fisame. So today I think we'll do it with Reggie. Hi. My body is ready. Hi. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna miss him. I don't think he had a whole lot of power uh, in his in his role. I don't think it's gonna affect much in terms of what we get. That's my personal opinion. But uh, as far as like pop culture icon or face of Nintendo America, he I think he's gonna be missed. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Reggie's I think is only the second president of. Nintendo of America. I'm not sure about that, but at the very least, he's the second most notable, I guess, after Mr. Arakawa, which was the original president of Nintendo of America. Mm-hmm. I think Reggie took over in 2004, right? Yeah, and he mirrors Iwata a lot, right? It's because they, they sort of came along around the same time, and they were mm-hmm. both like really public figures, right? Uh, they, yeah. They immediately became really um identifiable i guess with nintendo especially in those eras where where they released the ds and then the uh, the wii mm-hmm. that was th- those were massive successes and also the culture changing towards you know the meme culture and the internet and all the, these kinds of things yeah so there's a lot of like very funny and popular memes that have their faces i mean probably the the three most famous faces was probably Iwata, Reggie, and Miyamoto, right? Nintendo, yeah. Uh, yeah, Nintendo, yeah, that sounds right. Nintendo. Yeah, so, yeah I absolutely. Know. I can't even think of anyone else. <laughs> I think it's the end of an era for me. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a bummer because I like seeing Reggie show up for things. I always found him very likable and... He's not, he hasn't passed away. He is very likable and enjoyable, so I will miss having him show up in these directs. It's going to be some big shoes to fill, though. Like, I wonder what... Like who they announced the replacement already, right? Yeah, it's a guy called uh, Doug Bowser. <laughs> oh right! Oh come on, he got he got that promotion for his name for sure. Yeah, there was an article <laughs> said that the uh, Bowser was the name of a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's funny. That's quite funny. Oh man, there's so much stuff. I mean, since his introduction, when he he said that my name is Reggie and I'm here to to take names and kick ass or something like that, he said. Yeah, something like that. My name is Reggie. I'm about kicking ass. I'm about taking names. And we're about making games. And yes. I mean, my, my, my body is ready, which is my favorite. The fucking Reg- Reginator. Yeah, the Reginator. The Mecha Reggie or whatever the fuck. Do you remember that? That was so funny. <laughs> yeah. That was back in game trailers are still around. I miss game trailers. It's a little bit of a shame that the, the Wii U didn't work now in hindsight i i think we can all see perfectly why the wii u didn't work yeah it wasn't portable the games are there I- anything that they're porting to the switch it's great it's it, it was great then and it's even better now yep. 
So that's the thing: bad marketing and uh, that one fundamental thing. You know, like you look at the the Wii U, you think you could take the tablet with you. You can't. You can't even take it that far. In some cases, like in yours, you can't take it more than a foot away. Uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, it was a bad, bad call, I guess, in that respect. Like, I like the Wii U quite a bit, but the Switch, man, the Switch is weird. Like, I find myself knowing I'll play a quote-unquote lesser version of a game if I have the option to make it portable without a massive drop in quality. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like Dragon Quest Eleven, a game I'm 50% interested in. Now that I know it's coming out for the Switch for sure, I'm going to wait for that version and play it. Most of the indie games I get are on Switch, uh, it's just, yeah, I per- prefer just that adaptability. Big screen or little screen at any time. It's a fucking... It works out way better than, than I ever would have thought it would have, on paper at least. Completely. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I already kind of felt that in the Wii U era, but now I'm completely sold on the idea that uh, like a box with a controller for the next generations seem inconvenient now. It kind of does. It kind of does, honestly. Like, that dual system. So, you know, I wonder if the PlayStation 5 will just have a dual, you know, almost like a Vita and uh, and PlayStation bundle kind of thing. Like, basically, it's, I wonder if they'll just do a Switch, but, you know, obviously different. Yeah, I wonder... Because, like... I wonder also why Sony is... is I, I don't think we've talked about this. Uh, why Sony is keeping this E3? You think there's a big announcement later this yeah. year? Yeah! Yeah, I forgot about that. That's crazy. That's huge that they're skipping... E3. Yeah. Not good either. I, I always look actually... Not, I mean, besides Nintendo Directs at the time, Sony's the biggest thing I look forward to at E3, so it's kind of... Uh, do they announce anybody who's taken over that that, that time? I'm not sure, man. Like, w- w- what do you think is happening? Do you think there's a big announcement later this year or next year or, or what? I mean, they're probably going to announce PlayStation 5, I imagine. Because hmm. we, we know it's coming soon-ish. I mean, like, within the next couple of years, because... Well, what did the PlayStation come out like? What twenty thirteen? Twelve twenty thirteen for the PS PS three? I think twenty thirteen or twenty twelve. It's around there. It's it's been more than five years for sure. So it's probably on yeah. the sixth year, and yeah, that's that's around the time where we should be expecting a new thing. Now, the there was there was much talk about you know this change in in paradigm. With now, instead of having like completely new platforms, we will see like you know progressively better but smaller changes like the PS Pro. Do you think it's gonna be another one of those? Like Microsoft also. Did, oh, like right? a, a half upgrade. Yeah, like the X. I don't X think ones. so. No, I think we'll get a full full new system personally, but who knows? And Xbox is weird right now too. Like I don't even know what the fuck they're up to. Now they're putting the there's there's that rumor that that I don't know if it was confirmed yet. The Switch is getting whatever that Game Pass possibly from Xbox, which means that you can stream Xbox Live games a certain amount of them onto your Switch. That's what it means. It's a streaming service. Game Passes, yeah. So there's two things that they announced. There's Game Pass, and then there was uh, whatever that Microsoft app is. And uh, Game Pass is supposed it, Game Pass was what described to me is is like Netflix for games. Oh, I see. And it's Microsoft, so like, so Ori in the Blind Forest is on that, for example. So you might be able to play it on your Switch, which is kind of the rumor. But I don't recall if it's been confirmed yet or not. Yeah, I read the rumor. It's, I read that Cophead is coming and Ori, and I was oh, thrilled with the, with the rumor. But um, I don't really know what yeah. that Game Pass thing is. 
think it's just a monthly subscription. It's kind of neat. I don't know. I'm in a weird spot with games. I like collecting and buying games a lot, but I love convenience of digital. So I'm kind of, I don't know how I feel about this stuff. Yeah. I want a physical copy, but at the same time, man, it's nice. It's, it's, if I can play it on my Switch, I will usually go that route. And if it's, like, I bought uh, the physical copy of Celeste from Limited Run, but I already own it digitally. Mm-hmm. But I, but I like, I want that fucking, I want that box. And, and in a lot of cases, manual with, with Limited Run games. It's great. I don't know. Anyways, that doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm going to keep buying. Did you hear about that um, $100,000 Super Mario Brothers? sealed copy they sold the other day no what so apparently this group of i guess collectors it was three of them and i think one of them is a company or something like that or works at a a company that runs like auctions of collectibles uh Mm -hmm. they bought a copy of super mario brothers it was sealed with a sticker so apparently the nes in the mid 80s before it went to to market they had like a test run and during that time, they were distributing games, but instead of having them shrink-wrapped, you know, the whole box, yeah. it only had this little sticker. So those those copies are super rare, and uh, none was publicly known before, like, I think last week, when this group of collectors apparently, you know, bought it from someone else, which remained anonymous. And Bronte. They, and they paid like a hundred thousand dollars or something like that, and it's like that's like the highest amount that has been paid for a video game collectible. Yeah, I was just looking at the article <clears throat> about this. Uh, the username is Bronte, of course, like you said, anonymous. But he was collecting uh, retro games, sealed and whatnot, or the full versions in the early two thousands when it was still cheap and people weren't trying to collect like crazy. So it's really it's really interesting. And it's really interesting because I think there are there are several types of stickers. And I think like the rarest one of them is like a sticker that is made out of paper. Right. And then the other is like a plastic sticker. So that's like the less mm-hmm. rare, but still super, super rare because those weren't, you know, widely distributed. And then, you know, there's like the most common copy, which is the one that is shrink wrapped and it was distributed everywhere. And apparently it's not very expensive. Wow. That's crazy. It's very interesting. Cool though. So it's funny. It's funny because like now I've spent what I consider to be stupid uh, amounts on boxes and manuals. Like I spent like I think eighty or ninety for Final Fantasy threes uh, slash six box and manual. I already had the game, which I was like, ah, that's a lot of money. But like, imagine spending <laughs> thousands and thousands of dollars on a sticker. Nuts. Yeah, but it, it was. I was cool, also though. thinking about you know collecting because you can never ever have like everything right because even for the newer generations like let's say you're you're going for a full run like like i am for of of the wii u and -hmm. if you get really really strict and you want to get every edition of the game so there's like so many special editions and different languages and different regions and if this Mm -hmm. in the cover it says like one thing or the other i think i mentioned this before in the past but i have let's say i'm gonna grab one from my collection and i have like a sealed copy of mario kart 8 and it has uh, a nintendo network logo on the cover right right so i know for a fact that when they released amiibos they changed the cover and they put the amiibo logo where the nintendo yeah. network logo was like like what do you do like do you come now you need to buy that other one exactly right but it's like it's no, like, you, you can't do that. It's so... Yeah, you gotta depend... You, yeah. you, you determine it yourself, you know? Like, your personal rules is, like, I'm going for a North American first print run. 
and then you solved any of that extra extra stuff. I mean, you can do whatever you want because you're collecting for yourself. You could be like, I'm buying everything, one copy of each and nothing else, and that's my rule set. But if you want to be the ultra collector, then you would go. And this is stuff that probably is good for a hardcore collector so they don't run out because once you run out, then what? You got to figure out what you want to collect for next. So it's kind of probably kind of nice to have these few pieces left that you can't quite get easily that lets you kind of hold out for you know, like like how they say, like one of the most be- one of the best parts of vacation is the time coming up to it because you're so excited about it and shit. Uh, it's it's probably like that with collecting. Like, I I don't have like a specific thing I want to finish a collection for. I don't have that. Like, I I mean, my Dragon Ball, I guess, would be the closest to it. And yes, I will buy various versions of of it. I will get the GameCube and PS2 and et cetera version if I can. For me, it's like if you're collecting something, and I am, I, I need to have like a target, right? Because otherwise, I just do stupid decisions. Like I, <laughs> last week, just last weekend, I was organizing my collection. I, I had like a new um, bookshelf that I bought. I wanted to put, awesome. I wanted to put stuff in there because uh, now most of my stuff is on, is on the bookshelf, except for the Amiibos. And I took some of the Amiibos out. Because I, I, I haven't seen, not, not out of the, the, the package, oh, okay. like out of the box where they were stored. I was scared. Because I haven't seen my first wave Amiibos in years because they were stored in the same box. Since, ever since I moved here, they were in the box and I remember storing them in that box. Yeah. So it was at least three or four years that I haven't seen that. And it's a shame. That's crazy. It's a shame because first, first wave Amiibos... That's like, if I got rid of all my amiibos, I probably wouldn't get rid of those. Think of, think of the nostalgia and memories with those amiibos and yeah. hunting for them and, and the obsession we had early on. I mean, it's all in our show, right? That's really funny if you listen to old ass bonus bureau because it's like, amiibos are coming out. We got to get these amiibos. And nowadays I'm like, oh, cool. Maybe I'll buy one if I like the character, but I'm not excited about it. <laughs> I remember a lot of that time and I took them out of the box and I immediately like, the moment I, I, I saw them, I was like, oh, these are so cool. Yeah, you I started had, crying, I, probably. I all these memories. And <laughs> the the Holy Trinity, remember that? Yeah, uh, who was the Holy Trinity? There was, uh, Mar- shit, there's a few a few sets. Was it the Mar- we, we Fit Trainer? Yeah, We Fit Trainer. Uh, Mar- Villager. Villager, yeah. So that's okay, the original, cool. the original uh, Holy Trinity. <laughs> and I open it up, and there they are, right? And I have a Holy Trinity. Mm. And I have them on top of my bookshelf now. I found somehow how to put them and display them that are that they don't look stupid because the boxes are so inconvenient to organize. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and I mean that whole wave to me is very special. Um, yeah. But you see, I have in the same box. I had two villagers, right? One villager was the original villager with the original package bef- because there are two differences in the boxes when they re-released them some uh, months later uh, the new 3ds was released and that was compatible with the with the technology right the the nfc thing mm-hmm. if you grab an amiibo that is in the box and you see the back cover the original ones only has like a, a wii u gamepad but the newer ones they also have the new 3ds so i have two two villagers one with the old cover <laughs> one with the new cover they, al- they also changed nice. the model they changed the, the the eyes were bigger in the original one. Oh, okay. Well, that's a, that's a worthwhile thing to collect. I think that's different enough. That's the rationale, like, right? 
That's what you think yeah. is like, oh, it's different. I got to have it because I'm collecting this thing. Now, I really don't have an ambition to complete like everything because I have. I still have like three more boxes of Amiibos in my closet. And like, I don't know what to do with them. I don't know how to display them. You hang, you hang them on the wall, man. They look awesome on a wall. You get a fucking wall mount thing like they have at the stores and hang them up. Oh, that's my dream. Yeah. But that, that, that's what I'm telling you, right? Like the, there's the moment you start collecting, there's all these like rabbit holes all over the place. And the rabbit it's holes true. have more rabbit holes. And I don't know what to do. So I need to keep it, you know, clean. And I don't think I'm going to collect anymore. Uh, I I think I'm just gonna gonna go for the Wii U one. I'm gonna stop with this mm -hmm. Amiibo madness. Probably gonna get rid of some. I don't know what, what I'm gonna do, but <laughs> you gotta keep it, you know, controlled because it's it's not good. I have so many games like yeah, like <laughs> I I'm looking at my shelves. They're full of games, and I like them. I like to touch them. Um, yeah, I'm touching my Donkey Kong Country box trilogy here and i love it that's beautiful i love that i have it i have a box pokemon first generation collection and i'm looking at it and i like to have it mm -hmm. i have a box game with camera and a game with printer you know all those things like it's just cool saying that you have them and you can it touch feels them good and you can smell it yeah for some odd reason i like to smell old games mm -hmm. um, they, do you find that they keep their their smell really really well over time i do i don't know especially like i never really thought about it like if, if you open like an old box of a, of a let's say a nintendo 64 game that i have here on hand and i just i'm gonna i'm gonna open it so okay so i mean <laughs> just just look at this sound it's amazing and then i smell it and it just takes me back it takes me yeah. back when i was like i don't know what age i was here i was a kid and ah, it's beautiful but then again, it's like, what am I doing? What am I doing with the space? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I can't understand because I love game shelves. I want like eighteen of them uh -huh. with with games piled on them and figures. And I, I want. I've always said I just want to walk into a room in my place and it'd be like a game store. That's that's what I want. Mm -hmm. The clutter is cool. Have you seen any of the uh, um, Cinemassacre videos lately? You know, James Ross, Not lately. the angry video game nerd. So yeah. he turned the basement of his house into a, like a video game rental store from the early 90s, late 80s. So he has a lot of it. like VHSs, you know, on the wall. And he has like a, a new series of videos called like video store reviews or something like that. It's pretty interesting. I think that's, that's awesome. sort of like what you want to do. But yeah, it just reminded me of that. Of that. That's exactly what I want. That's the dream. That's my dream. Um, this mini's already getting long. We didn't. We sh we <laughs> haven't know. talked about about the Nintendo Direct. We should. We'll do a highlight version of that Nintendo Direct. Yeah, um, let's do it. Let's do because, it. Because there's some things I like about it. So Nintendo Direct popped out in February, and they're all like, "Hey, this is like a mini E3. Enjoy." That's how I felt, at least when I watched it. They announced a lot of new shit, some more stuff on old shit, uh, some things that. I'm excited about. I'm just looking through a really quick list here. So my favorite Zelda game of all time is getting a uh, remake, Link's Awakening. I mean, this is not news, so we're not giving it presenting this news. It's just our reaction. I'm super pumped for that. It looks adorable. It's my favorite Zelda game. I realized I did play it last year, but I'll happily play it again this year. 
and I can't wait. And there's a lot of people who did not play that that game, so it's a really good choice, I think, to to modernize it because mm-hmm. you know most people weren't even born when that came out. I didn't know if Shelby was born when, and I'm not even making that joke like we usually do. Like it might have came out a year before she was born. So I think you're right. I, but she did play it, actually. But you know, anyways. So there's lots. There's so many people who haven't played that game, and they need to because it's amazing and very unique for a Zelda game, like the setting and stuff. I love it. What What's the thing you like, Seiji? Uh, but as a big fan of this of that particular game, what do you think about the new look? Oh, I love it. It's adorable. I don't want a hardcore, fucking serious version of uh, of a Link's Awakening. If they had done like like what they did for like Twilight Princess, but for Link's Awakening, I would be a little more disappointed. I like that they're keeping true. It looks it looks a lot like um, what they did with uh, A Link Between Worlds, which is a really fantastic Zelda game. But you know, obviously more cute and yeah, I like it. I loved it. Bring it on! I thought it was perfect, completely perfect, because that game it's one of the in theme. I think it's one of the lighter ones, probably. And yeah, it's, it, it's a... it, it just felt right, especially coming after this is this is the first Zelda they release after Breath of the Wild, and it needed to be like it. It would have been immediately compared to Breath of the Wild, and I don't think it's fair to compare any game or any, like, of the newer <laughs> Zelda that they released with Breath of the Wild. And they went into this direction, you know, a 2D one, a super cute, mm-hmm. like, toy-like. Um, I was telling Erica that I felt like, I think they were aiming for, like, a Kokeshi kind of art. art look, like, Kokeshi's are this wooden doll, yeah, like, figurines they have there. And that's, I think... It does look like that. It almost... It also reminded me a little bit of Nintendo Land. Oh. Um, To me, the big surprise really... I mean, that was a super big surprise and I love it. Uh, But to me, it was Super Mario Maker 2. You're surprised by that. Because I remember on the last episode, I was talking about, you know, feeling like kind of lost with Nintendo and what what 2019 was going to look like and such and such. Really fix that. They completely fix it because yeah. Mario Maker is not like a like a small game. It's like a super big, you know, event. I wouldn't even call it. I mean, everybody was excited uh, when Super Mario, the original Super Mario Maker, was was announced and released, and it got, I think, got delayed, and the name changed, and the look changed, and and we ended up with with what I think is one of the best games on the Wii U. <laughs> in the in the case of Super Mario Maker, um, I think there's enough new stuff in there in in what they've shown in the sequel, like you know the, the fact that you have slopes and you have a whole new theme, I think. And mm-hmm. I, I I don't know if I if I read this, but apparently it's gonna have a co-op mode. Okay, that's more interesting. Uh, I think at the least two players can play. Um, but really, if you if I go back to Super Mario Maker, right? Mm-hmm. The edit mode was perfect, I think. That, I don't think you can... You can expand on it, but I don't think you can change it radically. Right. Where I see the most room for improvement with Super Mario Maker is in the UI, which was very cute. But exploring levels, which ultimately became the, the biggest challenge in this game, was kind of bad. Because... You couldn't explore the games from your friends. I don't think there was a way. Right. I think you could talk to your it friends and they'll send you the code. But 
Yeah. What I would really want to see is a list of my friends. I like like sort of a YouTube subscription kind of system, right? So you subscribe to someone and then you can go and see their levels. See their channels, yeah. And there's a, there's like a feed where you can see the new ones and you can have like collections and maybe you and your friends can have can build a, like a world together or have like some sort of a challenge where you build, you know, several um, levels, you build like a world and then your friends can go over, you know, the levels. I don't know. More stuff like that. Um, mm. I think that that's where they can really, really improve on it. The, maybe the video didn't show much difference, but I think because they put the two after the name, they now I'm expecting... Too. When I when when they have like a Super Mario Maker two direct, I expect a lot of differences, a lot of improvements, and all of these things that we complain about Super Mario Maker and probably what what made us stop playing this game were all those inconveniences. I think the two the two should should definitely bring more. Like it should. Oh, you know. Hopefully, you're right. One thing I was thinking about that I would like to see in Super Mario Maker two would be a fucking history course where they basically recreate stages from each of the marios that they're that they're taking style from and you just play through them but you know you're mixed them up so you might do some levels from mario 3 and then world and then maybe mario 1 and now you're doing stuff from new super mario bros and you're just kind of but they're like recreations of classic stages but mixed together that would be fun i would enjoy that yeah but super excited very very excited yeah. Yeah. You know what else I'm excited for? That's low-key, Box Boy and Box Girl. Oh, yeah. I was happy about that. Yeah. Completely. I don't know why I'm not really, like, motivated to play those games on the 3DS, but the moment they they, they mentioned it, I was like, oh, I, that will be cool to play on the Switch. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, the Switch, man. Yeah. There, there was, I understand. There, there was a lot of games that, that had, like, a two-player co-op mode, I felt. That was one of them. And I was really excited about that. Did you check out uh, Tetris 99? Oh man, I've been playing that uh, a lot of that. I have been playing it too. I, I quite enjoy it. It's uh, pretty fun, uh, and you know, it's a good little perk to having. That's what Nintendo needs to do, by the way, is is pay for more. You have a Switch online service. Here's a couple games for you. That's free. That's a perfect like, game. That's a perfect game for yeah. that, and it's free and, yeah, and, and all. And I appreciate it, but I will see. I would like to see more features in that game. Yeah, it, it's bare bones, but it is literally free, so I can't complain about anything. I could suggest improvements, but I, I'm not complaining. It's it works like the way they advertised it. It came out of nowhere. It's free. Yeah, it's a good little game. That's why it would get no damage from me. Uh, um, <laughs> because it's so it, cheap. <laughs> it would get a core damage from me just because it's a, such a social game. In uh, like f several friends of mine share with me mm -hmm. oh this is my highest uh place and such and such like i i got i think a fifth that was the the highest and erica got a second place so she's wow nice she's, she's uh much better um but to me it will be more like uh i want to see my friends playing you know i want to join my friends mm. i want to make squats with my friends i want to go together with my friends i want to yeah. maybe when i lost i want to go and you know watch what they're playing the specific screen yeah. Um, yeah. and then go with my friends together to another game. Uh, that's what I would like to see more. And when they add it, I'll change my uh, my damage because I, I don't know. It's like <laughs> you, I, I'm playing it, and I want to. I want to see what my my friends are doing, especially because I see that they're playing the same game. Right? Like I, I can't I, complain about like a legit free game that that like there's no strings attached other than having a subscription. Like every there's no there's no ads in there. There's no prompting. There's no store. It's just hey, you can play this. So it's hard for me to like 
and and the gameplay that they they have works. It's just Tetris, right? It's Tetris. Yeah. A, a a big part of why that game works is because it's free. Uh, I mm-hmm. think something, absolutely it's something really positive about that. It's not really that it's free free because you have to get the uh, the Nintendo Online subscription, which you know mm-hmm. it's not really the game, but it's exclusive to those uh, to those. Players. Yeah. So there's some paywall behind it. Um, That's true. If this game was like let's say ten dollars, oh, I'd be pissed. Right. Yeah. Too much money for that. It's a lot. It's, but so it's, not. It, its damage would go higher. Oh hell yeah! So the fact that it's free helps and to me it's like oh mm-hmm. that's great quarter damage because of this add this and i'll be happy <laughs> i know it's a lot to ask from from a free game but that's how <laughs> i feel <laughs> fair enough oh and speaking of ports a little bit earlier earlier uh, assassin's creed 3 is coming to the switch i think it's the only assassin's creed that the uh, wii u got right uh no it got uh three and four i think did it get four really oh it did get black flag didn't it what a weird choice to bring in, like, Assassin's Creed 3. I don't even think that was a super popular one either, but now it's on your Switch. Uh, we have see, Dragon Quest Eleven oh, S yeah. Definitive Edition. I am looking forward to that. FF11 came out that day. Or, sorry, 9 came out that day, uh, which I bought. Mm-hmm. And FF7 comes out March 26, which I will buy. How do you generally feel about the Dragon Quest series? I like it. Uh, it's very old school, in my opinion, compared to a lot of other modern JRPGs. But I, I played through the first one on Game Boy Color, the 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 port, I guess, from the NES, and a bit of the second one, and I liked it. And I've played bits of the other ones. I've played a bit of three, a bit of four, and I think a bit of five. I played a lot of eight. Um, so you know, like I'm not an expert in the series, but I've always generally liked them. So I'm kind of looking forward to to this one. I hear it's quite good. And I want to play it on my Switch, mm-hmm. but I'm more excited for like, um, for like the fucking SNM Chain Cop game, uh, Astol Chain by Platinum Games. Mm-hmm. That looks awesome. It was interesting, eh? It's from Platinum. Like, like I, was, I was looking at it, and I, like this looks like Bayonetta stuff, and and you know Platinum, and you know that kind of gameplay. Yeah, it looks great. Um, and then there's also um, the Square Enix action rpg uh oninaki i guess that looks oh, kind of yeah. cool and they also announced rune factory 4 remake <laughs> and rune factory 5 is being worked on so that's pretty cool yeah what about the fire emblem game are you excited about that yeah i am i like every fire emblem game i've played since awakening i've enjoyed mm-hmm. so I, I doubt this will be that much different so yeah i'm looking forward to that looks cool I guess you're a teacher in this one. That's a bit different. Uh, I'm really curious to see if they shoehorn in the uh, ch- uh, wedding and kid mechanics like they did in, in Fireblood Fates because it w- it didn't make any sense. It was really badly handled. Like It was a big popular part of Awakening, and, and frankly, I liked it too. It was really, really cool the way you could do that. And they didn't want to keep it out of the game, so they threw it in the next one, but it didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Like They didn't even try to put any logic into why you have your future children showing up. <laughs> so, yeah, I hope they don't do that with this uh, unless they have like a good reason, like a time skip or something. So, I don't know. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I have a weird relationship with that series because I, it felt to me like all of a sudden it got very popular and like if you see like, what what is it, like the first match, there's no characters from that series, right? And then Melee has like like two of them. And I was like, I was okay up to that point because I didn't know the series, but there's a new series you know, 
to me to play and to know and there's like i think it was roy and marth and but now you then fast forward to to the future and like i it seems like half the characters are from fire emblem and i'm like oh, it feels that way doesn't it who are these guys yeah. you know they're they're all like the same and they have like swords and stuff like that I, i'm pretty sure I'm, <laughs> I'm i'm wrong right well a lot of the characters they chose in the recent smash are protagonist characters robin and Corin and their variations are both protagonists which they for for named avatars that you create they do have quite a bit of personality but they're still avatar characters so that might be why they're lacking a bit of that uh-huh. but i don't know crom and lucina are awesome I, I like those characters quite a bit yeah i, I don't know so so now is, i feel like like there's a lot of information about the these games that were very um kind of like side stories mm. of, to me and 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 the they're getting a lot of attention and I'm like, ah, oh, give me another, another thing that I want to see because I, that's taking up too much space. There, there's, um, there's a lot of crap and I don't mean that in a derogatory way. Like there's a lot of more stuff to talk about for that, but because there's too much to go through, I won't. However, I want to talk, if there's one last thing I want to talk about for this, not quite mini episode is the, uh, something that was missing from this direct that I would have liked to have seen. And oh. that's anything on Pokemon. From coming up this year, supposedly. anything, anything. Yeah. yeah, now we got nothing. So I suspect we'll see that at E three time. But that was the one notable thing that uh, was missing, and that's a game that's supposed to come out this year. So we'll see. I guess we will see. Hopefully this year, but only if only if they're ready. Yeah, but such a great direct, such a great direct. Uh, yeah, man, it was awesome. It was pleasant surprise. Best. One of the best Nintendo presentations in a while. Certainly better yeah, than last year's C3. Oh, and yeah. It revitalized me. You know, it it just makes me more hopeful for Nintendo this year. And There's if, a lot if, more to look forward to, yeah. If Pokemon comes out this uh, this year, too, I would be very happy. But also now I want to know what's for Nintendo in 2020. <laughs> always wanting more, Seiji. I know. Never, you're never enough. I know. I, Your I body's just... always ready. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we should probably end it there. But enjoy this 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 uh, between a mini and full episode episode. This beefy ass mini. It's like you you ordered a uh, a slider, but they accidentally gave you half a burger. That's... <laughs> would, would that be better though? <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> a big bite on it. Yeah, it sounds delicious. <laughs> and that's what you get. That's what you get to eat. I hope you enjoy that. Uh, next episode will will we yeah will be coming out and uh, probably next week or the week after you know some point in time soon. Oh, uh, one more thing I want to address real quick, which we might address in the main show, is uh, I was a little disappointed with our Valentine's Day episode this year, and only because we didn't play a trashy enough game. I think next year we got to pick something really wretched to make up for playing a good game this year. Yeah, probably because I enjoyed the game like more seriously. Like I thought, well, this is a good effort. Yeah, no, it was fine. Uh, Sundary J messaged me saying that he liked the episode, but it felt like a normal episode and not a Valentine's Day episode. And then I was like, you know what? You're right about that, actually. I didn't yeah. have any journal entries. I, I, yeah, there was exactly. No weird yeah, I missed, I missed yeah, uh, have- Robin's, Robin's Diaries. I just, I didn't have anything good for this one. I, I thought about something days later, though. Like, yesterday I was talking to Jordan. And I should have done it as the perspective of, like, a snotty, like, high schooler. 
like you know i could have did it like from the perspective of like a yeah like a little spoiled high school person and and then did it that way but i didn't so hindsight next year's you know what i'm we're gonna overcompensate next year's uh fucking valentine's day so we're gonna play something real bad (laughs) that's still that's still you know legal and shit obviously we're not gonna play weird import games that you can't get over here but anything that's been officially translated We'll find something. Yeah. I'll put Jordan on on the case. Uh-huh. Look for it. Look forward to it. <laughs> All right. I got plan. We'll play something from my catalog. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Your your muse. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this kind of many. Uh, uh, we appreciate it. We appreciate your patronage. Uh, this is, oh yeah, cartridgeclub.org is the greatest place in the world. And P P one and P two are reunited. So let's hope for something special coming in the future. Oh yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. This is Rob. It's AG. Cool. Bye.